You are listening to the Sports Daily. I'm your host, Reality Steve. Thank you all for tuning in on this Tuesday episode. A good one for you today. We're going to talk about a record that was set last night on Monday Night Football that you may not know about, but it does involve gambling. I can't believe I haven't even brought this up in the last eight weeks. I might as well. We have to talk about what happened yesterday on the three games in the NFL. A lot to talk about there, especially that Monday night game. Do we have a new leader in the clubhouse when we talk about best team in the league? And then I've got a great story from the Circus Survivor Contest that'll make your heart pitter-patter and make you smile. Ugh, I couldn't have been more happy reading this. And we'll get to all that momentarily. So let's start out with this. Ravens beat the Niners last night on Monday Night Football. And you know me. I've been keeping track of, on a weekly basis, how many games went over, how many games went under, how many favorites covered, how many underdogs covered. I told you about the totals play going on on the solo games, the um, primetime games, Thursday night, Sunday night, Monday night. I stopped a couple weeks ago because it started hitting the overs. But remember, we were at, you know, a ridiculous number where um, it was like, what, you know, 19 out of 21 primetime games uh, through seven weeks or something ridiculous like that had gone under. Maybe it was more than that. However, one thing I wasn't keeping track of, and I didn't even really know it, even though I write it down every week in my kind of my notes in my book, I didn't do it. I didn't look at it for the last eight weeks, and that was this. Did you know that underdogs have now won eight straight games on Monday Night Football this year? I'm not talking about covering eight straight games. Whoever's been the underdog on Monday Night Football for the last eight weeks has won the game outright. You go all the way back to when the Broncos beat the Bills. Remember that clusterfuck of a game where the Broncos actually missed a field goal as time expired, but the Bills had too many players on the field? Broncos got a do-over, five yards closer, and they made it. Eagles were uh, dogs at Kansas City. They won that game. The Bears upset the Vikings. Well, you remember that one. Bengals upset the Jaguars. That was um, Jake Browning's first game, right? The Giants beating the Packers. Titans beating the Dolphins on Monday night. The Seahawks beating the Eagles on Monday night last week. And then the Ravens beat the Niners. Last night, what the hell is going on here? <laughs> like, that is a great, great run. Now, I could go back and look at all the money line plays of what all those, just looking at it off the top of my head, I know the Broncos were a touchdown underdog. Eagles are probably three or four point dogs to the Chiefs. Bears were definitely five to seven point dogs against the Vikings. The Bengals against the Jaguars were what, 10 point underdogs? Because we knew it wasn't Joe Burrow. Um, the Giants against the Packers, that was, what, six or seven points? Titans against the Dolphins was, what, 13-point underdogs? Seahawks against the Eagles last week, they were only three-point home underdogs, and then the Ravens last night were five-and-a-half-point underdogs. But my gosh, <laughs> I don't even know. You know what? I'll have that number for you tomorrow. What I'm going to do is look at the money line on those last eight Monday night games and said, if you rolled it over, if you just said eight weeks ago, you know what, I think the underdog is going to win the next eight weeks on Monday Night Football outright. And once the one game wins, I'm going to roll it over and take that bet and bet it again. <laughs> I'm going to tell you, this is going to be a easily a six-figure, if not seven-figure win, if you were to do that. Now, 
it's very easy to say that after the fact, because in the moment you wouldn't know when it would start to do that and when you would end. Because once you got up to, I don't know, over 100,000, you'd probably be like, I want to cash out. Why would you keep going when it could end at any minute and you'd lose everything? So, but for shits and giggles, I am going to look up those money lines and say, all right, if you put $100 down on that first one eight weeks ago, Broncos over the Bills, they were probably plus 240. So you win 240 on that game. So then the next game, you bet 240 on the money line for Eagles beating the Chiefs. Now, that was fairly low, three or four points. So they were probably 160 or something like that. But still, you put 240 down on an uh, on an underdog and they went out right at plus 160. Uh, you're going to win good money back. I mean, it's only going to take probably four or five games before you're up over in, into the five figures. So uh, I'll be really, really curious to see uh, what that number is. But I'll, if I remember, I'll have that for you tomorrow. But really interesting stuff. As for the game last night, man, I, it, it is incredible. And it's it's a statistic that, you know how we have these statistics when we talk about gambling? It's, you know, Mike Tomlin at home as a dog. You bet it. Mike Vrabel as a dog at home. You bet it. This week it would have gone 1-0-1 since the Titans pushed and the Steelers won outright as a dog again at home. One of the other ones is, for whatever reason, Lamar Jackson isn't great as a favorite. Decent, but not great. As an underdog, he's excellent. You just, you, you absolutely take Lamar Jackson as an underdog. You also take, you bet against Patrick Mahomes as a favorite of six or more. You do that yesterday, you would have went 2-0. But Lamar, take away the gambling aspect of it. In his career now, he is 20-1 and against the NFC. I mean, we're not talking about a small sample size where he had a good season and he went 4-0 playing NFC teams. Because being in the AFC, I think the max you have against the the other conferences is six games a year, but I think it might just be four. But with the new schedule, it might be five. I don't know. 17 games, it might be a five games you might get against the opposite conference. But 20-1, and one, not talking about gambling here. I'm just talking about winning the game. Not to mention, as a starting quarterback in the NFL, Lamar Jackson's like, what is he, 56-19? and 19? Something just stupid. He's already won an MVP. Before the game last night, Brock Purdy was minus 300 to win the MVP. And we talked about it. This was probably going to be, last night's game was probably going to be determining who's going to win the MVP this year because it was the two best teams and Brock and Lamar were probably 1-2 in the MVP voting. And whoever team won, I'm assuming that quarterback was going to play well, they're probably going to end up winning the MVP. Before the game, Brock Purdy was minus 300 to win the MVP. Now that they've lost by two touchdowns and he threw four picks, he's plus 800. And Lamar is now almost even money to win the MVP, which, you know what? He should. Even if they lose one more game and they finish, uh, you know, what are they, um, 12 and 3 right now? Even if they finish 13 and 4 and they go 1 and 1 down the stretch, he's the MVP because he does things in the pocket you just cannot teach. And they're going to be, I'm assuming, uh, you know, they got Miami this week. They got them at home, but that'll be a really good AFC matchup. Miami can still, I think, get the one seed if they beat Baltimore and then win in week uh, 18. I think they end up as the one seed because they'll have the same record as Baltimore, but a win over them. 
So I, I we'll have to see. I, I, I'm saying that off the top of my head. I don't know for sure. Uh, what I do know is they, I if they beat my if they beat Baltimore this week, upcoming weekend, I know they have the same record, and I know that they have a win over them. And there's no one else in the AFC that has that record, right? So it's got to be them. But I'll double check on that. But that's a um, I, I mean, the Mar is just, and the thing that's killing him, it's almost like he's the football equivalent and the NFL equivalent of the Dodgers. He just hasn't produced in the postseason, unfortunately. And that's what you're going to be remembered for as a quarterback in this league. you got to do it in the postseason. He's probably going to get his second MVP this year. But if he drops in the first round or he wouldn't even, they're going to, you know, the good chance they're going to have a bye in the first round. So automatically make it to the divisional round if they lose that game or if they lose the AFC championship. Because you get the one seed in the AFC or the NFC, all you got to do is win two home games and you're in the Super Bowl. So the pressure is all going to be on Lamar because it's going to be Lamar. You just won the MVP. Your team either went 14 and three or 13 and four. All you have to do is win two home games and you're in the Super Bowl. But yet this guy, I believe, has only won one playoff game in his career. Doesn't mean it can't change this year, and this could be the year that the Ravens do it. But, man, he is fun to watch uh, when he's on, and he was on last night. On the flip side, Brock Purdy. I'm not saying he's a bad quarterback because he's not, but this goes to show that on any given game, somebody can play bad. And it's not necessarily that Purdy just was deer in headlights out there, but first interception was terrible. Drives his team all the way down the field and then just doesn't look off a of safety, and he gets picked in the end zone. Then he had an interception where a safety coming in, tipped it in the air, got deflected, other guy caught it. He had another one where his arm was hit, so obviously it changed the trajectory of the football, where it was going. That got intercepted. And then the other one was throwing back across the field. So clearly, as you know, when we handicap games and we talk about games, you always talk about it thinking all things are roughly going to be equal. Not somebody's going to win the turnover battle five to nothing like the Ravens did last night. So, yeah, if I told you before the game the Ravens are going to beat the Niners or in the turnover department five to nothing and Niners quarterbacks were going to throw five interceptions and the Ravens were going to throw none, yeah, you would have told me that the Ravens were probably going to win that game. But you can't do that before a game because you don't know what's going to happen. But this is what I mean. Everybody was singing the praises of the Niners for the last four weeks, and they should. They killed everybody. They dominate, and they just absolutely blow teams out. They don't even let teams up to breathe. But then out of nowhere, your quarterback just decides, I'm going to throw four picks in a Monday night football game and three of them in the first quarter. Like, you can't predict that. Not saying Brock Purdy is bad, but I'm saying now, going into the playoffs, you can't be just like, oh, well, Brock Purdy, look at how great he's been playing. Because Brock Purdy now has shown he is capable of just having a mind-numbingly bad game. Maybe you get some pressure on him, a ball gets deflected. You know, this is the kind of stuff we're talking about. It's the kind of stuff you can't predict. And... Look what happened to the Niners last night. They looked human. Not to mention, when you looked at both of those defenses, what defense did you think looked better last night on the field? I'd say the Ravens, and it wasn't even close. So the NFC could be wide open. It could be a time when the Detroit Lions get to the Super Bowl. 
Do the Lions have a better defense than the Niners? No. But I you're just I'm just saying you got to be more open-minded. I guess the positive about yesterday was we went 3 and 0 on our picks yesterday. Remember how I told you on Friday this is an underdog week for me. I'm seeing a lot of underdogs. The lines are so low. Give me some of the underdogs. And on Sunday, we had three games where the underdog covered out of, what, 12? So I was like, well, shit. <laughs> Boy, did I get that wrong. And then what happened yesterday? It all evened out. Three underdogs covered in the three games yesterday. Two of them won outright. Uh, Ravens were a five-and-a-half-point dog. The Raiders were an 11-point dog. That was my underdog play of the week. The Ravens were one of my other picks for the week. So we have a three and five week. And then the Ravens and uh, my teaser covered because the Ravens covered obviously 15 and a half and the Eagles covered uh, three and a half, barely. But yeah, there you go. So we ended up going, going three, five and one this week as opposed as, you know, that was oh and five and one going into yesterday. But I will say this I'm nine and seven on my underdog plays of the week this season in the NFL that I've given you, do you realize that seven of those nine underdogs that I gave you won outright? I didn't realize that until I looked today. I went back over all of them because I still have them all saved in my phone. Seven of the nine underdog plays that I've won this year, I'm nine and seven through 16 weeks, seven of them won outright, including last night's, uh, yesterday's, with the Raiders winning outright against Kansas City. And we'll get to Kansas City in a second. So let's talk about the Chiefs. Did you watch that game yesterday? Holy crap. I mean, I, I talked about it yesterday. I've been talking about it. Every time I tell you to bet against the Chiefs when they're a big favorite at home all season long, it continued yesterday. Yesterday was might have been the worst that we've ever seen it. Why is it that every single time, I, I shouldn't say every single time. I'd say yesterday, though, 75% of the time Patrick Mahomes dropped back to pass the second he planted his foot, he did not throw it because either somebody wasn't open or he wasn't seeing them or he was being pressured. It was unreal watching the Chiefs play yesterday. And all it goes to show is I don't think there's a single team in the AFC that's scared of Kansas City this year. And I guarantee you Kansas City had that mental victory over people in the past. It's why they've gotten to five AFC championship games. It's why they've gotten to three Super Bowls. I think teams just automatically assumed, even if we take a lead in this game, Patrick Mahomes has the ability to just come back on us no matter how big our lead is. This year, there shouldn't be any team that thinks that way. The fucking Vegas Raiders, yes, they got two defensive touchdowns. And yes, they were up 20 to, what was it, 20 to, 20 to 7 on the Chiefs. And the Chiefs couldn't come back on the Vegas Raiders. Now, Vegas isn't terrible. They're, what, 6-9? and nine. They're not completely out of it. They have a shot, but... Or are they 7-8? and eight? I can't even remember if they're 6-9 and uh, nine or 7-8. and eight. They might be 7-8, and eight, but the point being, the Raiders jumped out to a 20-7 lead on Kansas City, and in years past, you'd been like, okay, whatever. Patrick Mahomes has two quarters to get two scores. I didn't feel at any point during that game that Kansas City was going to win, watching it. And the Raiders did nothing after they went up with those two defensive touchdowns and went up 20-7. to They did absolutely nothing. Do you realize the Raiders did not complete a pass after the first quarter? The Kansas City Chiefs lost at home 
to a team that didn't complete a pass after the first quarter. That's how bad the Chiefs are this year. They're not a horrible team, but that's how, I guess, unintimidating they are this year. All they kept doing was getting the ball back from the Raiders and could do nothing offensively. Nothing. All they did, I mean, for the last quarter and a half, basically all they did was throw the ball, and Patrick Mahomes still only threw for 235 yards. This isn't the same Kansas City team, and they're probably still going to be a three seed in the AFC playoffs. Do you really think any six seed, which could be the Browns, do you think the Browns are going to be scared to go into KC this year watching KC play? Not to mention something I've been bringing up every single time when I talk about the Chiefs is this. They're one of the teams that play nine home games this year. With the 17-game schedule, half the teams play nine home games and eight road games and vice versa. They have played eight home games already. They got one more home game this weekend upcoming against Cincinnati, and then they're at the Chargers to end the season. But in the eight home games they've played this year, if you take away the Chicago Bears when they won 41-10, that was the first game that uh, Taylor Swift ever attended, and then you take away their 31-17 win against the L.A. Chargers, look at their point totals in their other six home games. By the way, the, the Bears game was September 24th. The Chargers game was October 22nd. So it's been two months. Look at every single other home game that they've played this year. 20 points against Detroit. 19 points against Denver, 21 points against Miami, 17 points against Philly, 17 points against Buffalo, 14 points against Las Vegas. This is not a team that anybody is scared of anymore offensively, and that's the way it's been for five years. So Chiefs fans, look, anything is possible in the playoffs. Maybe they flip a switch. I would say 15 games up to this point is a pretty good sample size to know what you got. And the Chiefs just aren't all of a sudden going to start clicking offensively when they've had 15 games to click offensively, and they haven't been able to do it. But, man, I mean, the numbers are right there. So if you're only averaging, you know, if you're if you're only scoring between 17 and 21 points a game at home and you get a home playoff game, why would it be impossible for someone to come in there and beat you? This is going to be the first year that Patrick Mahomes. I, you know what? I shouldn't even say that. I was going to say this could be the first. This should be the first year that Patrick Mahomes is going to have to play a road playoff game, but that might not necessarily be true. And here's why: the Chiefs are going to still probably win the NF, uh, the AFC West, so they're going to get a first round home game. But judging by the way they're playing, I think they're going to get beat. Because if they would win their home first round home game this year. They would go on the road for round two. I don't think that's going to be the case this year. I, I mean, we have to see the matchups. We have to see what's going on. But the way they're playing, I just don't think they're getting out of their first wild card. I don't think they're getting out of the wild card weekend. I think they're going to lose. Which means that they would not get a second home game. Now, technically, if they are the two seed, Somehow they get the two seed in the AFC, which I don't think is possible. But if they got the two seed, yes, if they won their wild card round, they would get a second home game. And then they could technically get the AFC championship at home if the one seed Baltimore loses in the divisional round. But that's that that's a lot to go over. But basically, looking at the standings, 
uh, in the AFC and the playoff standings for that. Um, you're looking at, I mean, the Dolphins would be the two seed. There's no way Kansas City's uh, catching the Dolphins. So, I mean, they're both two. They're two games behind them. I just don't. I just don't see that happening. So, uh, Miami would have to go zero and two, and Kansas City would have to go two and zero. And I don't see that happening the rest of the season. So, Kansas City could only get a second home playoff game if Miami lost in the second round. If Kansas City ends up as the three seed, they'd have to win their divisional game. Right now, it would be against the Bills. You think the Bills are scared of Kansas City? Shit, they already beat them this year, didn't they? I'm already forgetting. Um, yeah, they beat them already this year in Kansas City. And then they would be facing them in the playoffs again. And Kansas City has had their number. I'm telling you right now, I don't care. That line's not going to be more than three. I can tell you that right now. Um, yeah, Bills beat them 20-17 to 17 in Kansas City uh, three weeks ago. So I'm telling you right now, if it is a three-seeded Kansas City at home against the Bills in the playoffs, Kansas City is going to be two or two-and-a-half-point favorite and – uh, you can throw the bet Patrick Mahomes at home under a field goal out the window because this isn't the Kansas City Chiefs team of the last five years. The Bills are going to win that game outright. I'm telling you right now, if that's the first-round matchup, the Bills are going to win. They have all this pent-up frustration by being bounced by, this, by the by uh, the Chiefs in the past playoffs. They have the frustration of last year's loss to the Bengals. Um, people wrote them off this year. Now they're playing well at the end of the season. Kansas City isn't. That has the makings of a Buffalo win yet again, twice in KC this year, uh, written all over it. So give me Buffalo already right now, first round wildcard matchup in Kansas City if that happens to be the matchup. Buffalo can still possibly move up to the five seed, so that's why it might not be a possibility. They might not be playing them. It might be Cleveland in Kansas City, and then that might get a little more interesting because I'm just saying there's nothing about Kansas City that scares me and should scare any other team in the AFC. Past years, absolutely. Their offense was just like, how do you stop this? This year, they're just not clicking, and it shows. It's been 15 games now. I mean, you see the frustration on Mahomes' face. The announcers talk about it every single time they do a Kansas City game. Their receivers cannot get any sort of separation whatsoever. They are just not what they have been for the last five years. And look, that happens. You just can't just continue to dominate forever and ever and ever. Well, I guess unless you're the Patriots, <laughs> where they basically won the AFC East, what, 20 years in a row or whatever it was. So um, I just – the Chiefs are broken. And unfortunately, Chiefs fans, uh, it's going to really take a miracle for you to get back to the Super Bowl this year. Not happening. And actually, I'm going to save my Circus Survivor story for you. Maybe you've read about it if you've been following uh, on the Las Vegas Journal what's going on, but – the short version is they are down to four people for $9.2 million. I will give you the rest of the story and what happened this past weekend and what was offered to them and what one guy did to ruin everything. It is a really, really heartwarming story for gamblers like myself uh, that love when people talk shit and can't back it up. Ah, oh, chef's kiss. Anyway, thank you all for listening. I really appreciate it. Please follow me on Apple Podcasts. Also, Rate and review if you can. Um, we The Daily Roundup is up if you want to go check that out. And I'll be back tomorrow, obviously, with another Sports Daily. So thank you again for listening. I appreciate it. And remember, sports will always be the greatest reality show on television. See ya!